0: Welcome everyone to the Startup and Career Show, where we discuss everything about startup and corporate life with founders and business leaders who share their real-life experiences. Today, we have an interesting session coming up on dating in this forever online world. And for that, we have Ms. Priyanka Seigal, founder of Sparkles. And Priyanka has joined us all the way from US. Welcome to Backstage, Priyanka.
1: Thank you, Roshan. Really nice being here.
0: Well, Priyanka, as we speak, more and more students are joining us to listen to you live. So, uh, to all our listeners, let me briefly introduce Priyanka to all of you. She's the founder of Sparkles, an experiential dating app powered by AI. She's an alumnus of Columbia Business School and media expert with over two decades of experience. She worked with Network 18, Times Television Network, and NDTV in her earlier stints. She established multiple broadcast chains and digital products. Priyanka is a recipient of Top 50 Most Influential Digital Marketing Leader Award. And there are many other accolades to her as name. Wow, Priyanka, you've accomplished so much. So I think, once again, welcome to Backstage. Thank
1: you, Rishabh. It's an honor, really. Very nice being here.
0: So, Priyanka, let's begin. You know, You worked with large media organizations and now you've turned into an entrepreneur. So it would be great if you can talk about your professional journey all these years.
1: Right. I have never really wanted to be in the media. I was a science student and um, on the way to becoming a doctor. And uh, after having gotten through, I decided that, um, you know, and I had studied really hard for those MBBS entrance exams like we all do in India. And then, uh, yeah, and then I switched streams and media was by fluke completely. Uh, in fact, I didn't even show up for my first job interview the first day that it was, uh, you know, I didn't want to. And uh, my friends were insisting that I should join it. And that's how I got kind of um, got taken into my first job. And then from then onwards, I was always like, I'm only going to be here six months and then I'm out of here. You know, I'm going to go study uh, in the US or, you know, for higher studies because that's all I had really wanted. And then, I mean, uh, one thing led to the other. Uh, I ended up, uh, you know, getting into television production, news production, uh, programming, and obviously marketing that comes with it. Um, uh, And then, of course, followed by launching various uh, news and business uh, television channels in India, grooming on-air talent, um, and and everything to do with how news was reported uh, back in the day. And then, of course, um, also one of the first few to leverage uh, digital and television um, very early on, before digital became such a big thing today. Uh, And then, you know, uh, and then, of course, moved to full-fledged digital uh, platforms, launched a couple of IPs on TV and digital. And I think that's how the journey continued. And then. I was studying at Columbia Business School and, and then I decided, okay, I was talking to my batchmates and I said, this is something I've observed, uh, you know, and might be a good idea to go do further research. And, and that's how entrepreneurship happened.
0: Well, that, that's interesting, Priyanka. But, uh, you know, before we talk about entrepreneurship, uh, you touch base upon education as well. And and want to ask you specific about that. Uh, what, according to you, is the role of education in today's day and age Because after spending so many years in corporate life, you actually went back to school to learn and upgrade. You can just share your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think education is how you you perceive it to be and how you apply it in your life. Uh, We may have learned, you know, uh, growing up in India, learning uh, in school was not always very practical in terms of STEM subjects, right? We were not taught in in a very practical way. I used to love physics, but I kind of uh, lost interest in it because of the way it was taught very early on. But yes, I loved chemistry and biology. And I think, I think STEM or any other subject in, in India, any other subject that we choose, not just science, but uh, whatever we want to. I think education should be looked upon as something that helps us learn and unlearn. And it gives us the ability to do a lot of other things which, which, we, which do not come by osmosis. You know, there is, there is uh, also the path to self-improvement. So upskilling is important and how you apply it to your life and how you, I mean, nobody's going to teach you how to apply it to your life. We have, we have to do it ourselves. And I think we're all still learning in that sense. So I think education is extremely important. And I would say that education led me to do a lot more. I ended up managing a lot of people uh, uh, and and doing so much more in big corporate setups. I was always in an um, entrepreneurial role, even in big corporates. So I think, you know, setting something up from scratch. So that's where the whole journey, the path began. So I think, I think education is something that I would look upon as a blessing if we are, if we are able to go through with it in our lives. And, and one should never stop learning. There is really no age to stop, I mean, for learning.
0: True. Absolutely. Absolutely, Priyanka. But you know you could have gone back to your corporate career, right? You were flourishing there. So what made you to start up?
1: So I was, um, you know, it's it's more of a. I, I started up because this is what most entrepreneurs do, right? You have a personal problem, you solve for it. Then you go out into the world and you find out if other people are also going through something similar. And if the problem is so widespread that you can use that research and data to solve for it or to build a product that will solve for not just your problem, but everyone else worldwide. And that research was important. So, uh, so, yeah, that, that's how it started that, um, you know, uh, again, I had gotten married really young and divorced really young and I never really dated as such. But I was a keen observer of human behavior in the world of online dating for years. And then uh, while I was studying, as a process of customer discovery, you know, uh, there were a lot of conversations with other people, uh, going on dates with other people to understand the problems that they go through and then to understand the whole 360 degree aspect of of how each one who chooses to be different in this world uh, you know what they face so sometimes i had to change my orientation to understand all of that that was a part of customer discovery i think that that's how it started when i was talking to my uh, business school batchmates you know and i said hey i've observed this so have you guys also uh, you know what, what's your take on this and then we got talking um and we had a we had an app on campus as well um and then and then one thing led to the other the research started uh, my pros were like you know just get out there do your customer discovery before you build anything uh, and i think that's that's how i never really thought all these years when i was in the corporate world that i would one day give up everything in the media that has that gave me uh, a name uh, a lifestyle uh, i've been a single mom the ability to support my child and uh, you know everything that i've had but i realized that now when i look back i realize that all my roles in 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 the corporate world were also teaching me how to build something from scratch and then and scale it up and and so that comes naturally and i think being in the media really helped because my um, I think my mindset and attitude was not restricted. I was more progressive. Uh, you know, whatever was happening in the world was it came instantly to me, uh, people's reactions, responses. Um, and therefore, I feel that if you're in the media, and you, you've been in the television business and you've been in the digital business, you literally know what to give your audiences what they need. And that was important for me to understand before I turned to... A full-fledged entrepreneurship. So it was just a natural progression. It was not aimed at that. It, I was just experimenting and then it just happened.
0: Wow. But uh, Priyanka, uh, how did this idea for Sparkles come about? You know, what was the inspiration? Because you did touch base a bit in your in your uh, response earlier, but how exactly it, it happened? So how
1: Sparkles happened is a very interesting story. Uh, you know, I did this more to solve a problem for myself because when i finally started dating in mumbai i realized that i had cognitive overload which meant there was endless swiping texting uh, maybe sometimes you know uh, uh, meeting up but like a whole lot of chatting and uh, and i think deep inside everyone uh, who who's on a dating app Or has ever gone out and dated you know has faced this problem and there were a lot of things that people were carrying like baggage of a past relationship insecurities inability to move past um, and and then and then of course like what I call cognitive overload Uh, and and then so you know how do we uh, most people move about in life uh, without even having fulfilling relationships uh, be it a marriage or uh, if you're just in a relationship with someone but it's not been fulfilling and people don't know how to make it uh, better for themselves. And mostly people don't end up choosing the right partner. They didn't know how to choose the right partner. And and there was literally nothing out there that could help because we were not, uh, you know, as a society, none of us really went in for therapy to say, Hey, I want to start dating. How do I do this? What, What can I do to attract the right partner? Or what can I do to make things better if something is going wrong? And everyone needs to address their own, um, inner evils or whatever you know your inner experiences uh, and that needs to get over you need someone to talk to about it so that happened and when i started doing the research uh, all those insights it it there were deep insights that came out of that research um, you know after i went on those dates and and that research kind of led to uh, a product which was uh Uh, not built by intuition, but built by, you know, it was data driven. And so I built a couple of prototypes and I took them out and I tested them. And then I did a little bit of uh, pivot on that basis, customer feedback. And in the sense that a lot of single people who were using, who used it, they sort of came back with a lot of feedback, Uh, finally made changes and uh, built and launched. So that is how Sparkles came about. And the whole premise of Sparkles is, uh, uh you know, we help you find the right partner, but you also have, uh, go through different experiences with that one partner to get to know them better and to discover what you would like to have with them. And then to also understand that dating by nature, especially on a dating app, will lead you to think that, hey, there are way too many options for me all the time. So if I have a bad experience with one person, let me quickly hop back onto the app and start swiping and meeting another person. But that the issues, core issues remain unresolved. And so you move from one to the other and and damaging yourself and others in the process. So it doesn't really work. So sparkles is built as as a uh, as a as an app that helps build meaningful relationships via shared experiences and those meaningful relationships could mean anything. So we call those moods on the app and we offer tools there's a compatibility score predictive score uh, that tells you which way your relationship is likely to move and tips to steer it in that direction. And there are experiences on the app. It's a dating experience economy. there's uh, there are experiences that people can buy at discounted prices. So again, You meet those people who you can share similar interests with. We say, don't just hit a coffee shop or a bar when you're trying to meet a person uh, who you would want something long-term. I think, you know, have different experiences, see them at the most natural best, prioritize over physical appearances as well. um, And and go out on those experiences, come back, tell us how it feels. We make the whole process easier for you. And along with dating coaching and relationship advice.
0: Wow. I think, uh, Priyanka, you, you uh, explained it pretty well, but uh, that, that that leads me to ask another question that there are so many dating apps in the world right now, right? So uh, what is the uniqueness that you see uh, in Sparkles?
1: So Sparkles is the only app that, that helps you identify, we really care about what is it that you're looking for, the kind of people you want to meet. Uh, depending on what you're looking for and the kind of experiences. All these are on the app, you just have to go select them. And then these are not displayed on your profile. So chances of a single person being honest about what they're looking for are higher on Sparkles. So we only match them with those who want similar things as them. And then there are experiences that they can go for. So there's a compatibility score, there's a picture, there's a bio. And I have four swipes to choose from. That's romance, friendship, something casual or reject the person. And if the other person, say I want romance with someone and they want friendship with me, I get a notification saying, do you want to redo your swipe? So I can set expectations right from day one and then move forward. Uh, Keeping in mind that a relationship evolves with time, uh, but obviously you set expectations right at that point and then you move forward with that. So there's no chance of heartbreak. And then you have these various experiences and discover your person more and more and get to know them better and then figure out, uh, you know... um, what you want with them i mean knowing that you're clear about what it is that you're looking for on the app and then of course building a community that helps each other through their dating lives to say that hey what you're going through is also something that someone else has gone through at any given point in time so here's your safe place come talk about it help each other and things like that i think what what sparkles is does is removing cognitive overload and we're talking about shared experiences here because there is no other way to connect with another human and build uh, a deep sense of an innate relationship with someone, um, other than by going on these experiences, building memories. So even if you don't like the person, you will come away making a friend. At least you know you're paying for something that you like to. You're not you're not paying the app to show you who likes you. So an experience is pay app. Uh, you know that's what we are, and and I think we're impacting sort of positive behavioral change uh, you know in the long run when you look at the moods that we have there's a sense of honesty that we're trying to bring in the world of dating which seems to lack on most apps um, and, and I'm, I'm very confident that that is something that Sparkles is designed to do
0: so interesting uh, Priyanka because what you said is I think setting expectations right in the beginning I think that says actually leads a foundation you know for, for any relationship so i think that is uh you uh, know awesome on that front uh and you you talk about some experiential uh quotient as well you know can you can you elaborate a little better for for our audiences as well
1: yeah did you say coaching uh
0: experiential quotient what all experiences uh, uh, uh are there uh, on sparkles so
1: there are different kind of experiences for instance if you want something long term then you know uh Obviously, you do your normal, you, you go to a bar, you do your restaurant, you do your different kinds of dining. But we also advise you to do different, say, uh, physical activity, depending on what you both like. Uh, say, go to a yoga class or a dance class, go to a cooking class or do a winery. Do And then, obviously, at some point, do a travel when you're way further advanced in a relationship. Um, whatever it is, be it a road trip or, uh, you know, take a flight someplace. Uh, so there are different experiences. Now, the thing is that... that if you're looking for a long-term relationship your benchmark for a partner is going to be different than if you were looking for something casual if you're looking for something casual then you wouldn't care much about uh, you know the other things that would normally impact your state of mind if you were in a long-term relationship with a partner so so sparkles helps get that clarity we call it intentional dating we call it dating with clarity and intention that hey this is, this is what we're looking for. This is who we want it with. And this is what we want to do with them. These are the kind of experiences we like going for. And then you, you see that when you're making a date plan on the app, the only app that helps you make a date plan, you go there, you have a calendar, you have a location, you can make a date plan anywhere in the world. And then you see those experiences that you and your match have in common. So that's a good talking point. Um, you, know, you, can, you can go into the app, you can share those experiences with each other, you split the cost uh, or one person can buy it because financial wellness is a big thing in dating. Who's going to pay for the dates all the time. And, and women increasingly like to sort of pay their share too. Uh, so, you know, so that's how we've designed it. And, uh, uh, and those experiences could be, could be literally anything for anyone. They also have the options to not uh, find deals on the app, but they can also make a separate plan. Uh, with with any other experience that you would want to go for Uh, largely most of the experiences are available right now Uh, all kinds of experiences available on the app but yes we also let people uh, decide if they want something else which we have not been able to provide and then they should go for those
0: so interesting priyanka i think you're not just created a marketplace for dating but rather the whole economy of dating in itself
1: yes yes it's it's a dating experience economy so anyone who wants has anything to do with dating uh, be dating coaching relationship coaching advice or even a community or being able to book a flight ticket or wanting to buy flowers for someone taking someone out for dinner or even a coffee or even a coffee is available at discounted prices on the app Uh, or if you want to um, go somewhere on a you know on a holiday with someone um, all of those details are available you want to go to a spa It's there. Everything. Any activity. You want to go play, um, you know, sort of go out for some physical activity. There are escape rooms. There's anything else that you want to go for. All of that is available on the apps.
0: Wow. That is is awesome. So uh, Priyanka, uh, moving on, uh, can you talk about the customer discovery mechanism that you adopted? Because how did you go about conducting the market research? Whether there is a need for such an offering? So
1: this is one thing that education teaches you and therefore coming back to the importance of education and uh, if you do not do a customer discovery if you do not do enough research you are going with the hunch that you have about something that could be a prospective problem or is a problem for you but if you don't go out and do that research with at least 100 to 200 people or more you will not know and, and different demographics. You will not know whether this problem exists for them. And then if it does, how can you solve for it? Because you will get those insights. Talking to customers at every stage is extremely important. Uh, you know, but this is something that, that uh, was a core. My professor taught us this, that, hey, you guys want to launch a startup? This is how it uh, happens. You want to solve a problem for yourself, uh, go out and validate if this problem exists. And then go out and do ample research, get ample insights for you to be able to build a product that will solve a problem for you and for them. That research was important, I think. And everyone needs to do that. So so what I did was, obviously, I was going to build a dating app. So I onboarded myself on most dating apps in different parts of the world. Um, everywhere I went, I did this. But most of the dates, obviously, were in, in the US. Uh, dating is second nature in this country. And so, uh, you know... Uh, and and then I was in, in like I said, I was in different parts of the world I was in Mexico too uh, doing uh, a lot of research and building with my batchmates so I think customer discovery was that I got onto all these apps I waited for sometimes I waited for a man to ask me out after conversations and everything I would do my research or meet in a public place uh, talk to them. So I've met all kinds of people. Sometimes I even had to change my orientation to understand what different genders go through. Uh, you know, obviously acceptability was a big issue in their case, and, um, and, and 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 safety too. So all of that put together brought in deep insights. Uh, maybe at some point I should work this out with Netflix and talk about this. You know, stories. Uh, there are heart-wrenching stories out there people go through so much and literally nobody to talk to because they feel a sense of shame that hey how did i not judge my judge the other person better uh, how can i you know um, i kind of have lost faith in my own uh, ability to judge or opine on who i'm meeting and everything so all of that put together i think customer discovery is it's like going out and building any product what will you do you will find customers who are using that product uh, from you know all over the world and you will talk to them and say hey are there problems that still exist because these products seem to be uh, out there claiming that they're solving for things so has this solved anything for you if not then what is it that you would like doing would you use something like this and i think customer discovery is is um, a gold mine. without that you can't get out there and build anything i can't i didn't wake up one day and say hey i want to get into the dating world let me build this because i'm having a problem that way everyone will build a dating app so
0: i think you you made an interesting point priyanka because this shows that a founder needs to work on the ground as well to experience a whole lot of things you can't just outsource these things i mean this is this is hygiene and only then so i think awesome on that but uh, you know that leads me to ask you another specific question priyanka how did you build a differentiated product without external funding in first place? Second, also the fact that you come from a non-tech background and you created a tech-like product.
1: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of things I did my research. Like I said, uh, the customer discovery is important. Um, because I had worked on the media for so long, um, uh, Uh, you know, so that enabled me because I've been a media professional and and pretty much the highest paid, amongst the highest paid in uh, in India. And uh, I think that kind of helped me, right? My savings helped me uh, going for deep customer discovery in the US, spend on that, do it, uh, build a couple of prototypes, decide that, okay, this is the first app that I want to launch amongst the others that I had planned, um, you know, which are already tested and, And those are different categories and niches. And then, of course, I think uh, there was family support, Uh, you know. And when I said, okay, I want to do this, this is what I've done, and this is the research, and we're building this. Um, I I think that's extremely important, right, to have that kind of uh, bond with your family that says, okay, we'll support you, Uh, do this. And and then, of course, uh, you know... uh, At that point in time when you realize that, okay, now I'm free of any financial liability. I didn't have any loans. Otherwise, I'd have a sort of EMIs on my head and things like that, which is what jobs tend to make us do, right? The more, you know, you get a salary hike, you try and make your lifestyle better, you go and make more and more purchases, you kind of accrue loans in your head, and then you're constantly worried about getting your credit score right and paying off those loans. And then because you pay off those loans, even if you're in a miserable job, you can't you either you find a better job or you suck it up and stay with a bad boss and and then of course the politics of workplace, right? It's too much for anyone to go through after having studied so much all your life. Um, Say you go to an uh, IIT or you become a doctor or whatever, which is typically what it was right back in the day when I was in India. It was more about hey, uh, we're from an industrial town. My um, dad is an engineer, an MBA. Okay, so this is what it's going to be. Either you be an engineer or a doctor. Most people in India in India are typically like that. But it's it, it's a good thing in the sense that uh, I think we lay a lot of stress on education, and that that shows up today. We have some of the biggest corporations because biggest, biggest tech joints run by Indians um so being from non-tech background yes today there are days when i wake up and say damn i should have just learned how to code <laughs> so so that does cross my mind yes uh, but like you said you know, everyone can't do everything so uh but i f- i feel that if from you know if you're a techie you will need to market the product you need someone to understand your product you need to build a product you don't just need to code uh and then of course having a uh is uh, uh you know the ability to identify different revenue streams that is important the ability to be able to uh you know create a di- differentiated offering only comes from years of work and understanding of different things or until and unless you've been out there learning how to do this uh, interning with people who've done this and then getting out there or uh, uh, doing something like this but yeah i think largely being a non tech uh, founder uh, does have its advantages because i know i understand product understand marketing i, I content resonates very well with me and business development so that was finding the right tech co-founder has been uh, an issue you know uh, we have returned right now but yes it it does that matters a lot because um but again i have seen if you look at the founder of bumble she was not a techie if you look at other other founders of other big uh, you know, firms or unicorns. Not everyone has been a techie. Not everyone is an engineer. But I think that should not stop anyone from doing what they want to do.
0: Absolutely. I think uh, Priyanka, even yours seems to be a classic case study because there are students who actually feel, and especially the ones who are studying in non-tech related stuff, right? And they think that today everything is driven by tech. How do we start up then? So I think yours is a classic case study in that. Kudos to you. Uh, moving on, uh, Thank you. Priyanka, uh, can you talk about the challenges you faced uh, in your entrepreneurial journey so far?
1: Oh yes, I I think um, I did. I think I I chose a tough path for myself, uh, and that is something I've always done. Right, that I've chosen a challenging. Which has been more challenging than anyone else would choose. More like making div- things difficult for myself and and trying to work that out. Always gone after the impossible. Uh, been ahead of my times when it has come to television programming shows or even digital shows and things like that. Uh, so I did face a lot of problems. I almost got shot building and testing this in Mexico City, uh, and that was quite crazy. We are not used to something like this when you live in, I mean, you know, a place like Mumbai, and then you come to the U.S. You're studying in New York, and then suddenly you decide, okay, go to Mexico City because you've got to build these prototypes, test out a lot of things, uh, and you're doing this with your batchmates. So, uh, so that I think I think finding good tech talent uh, has in India has been a constant uh, pain point. Um, and that is something I've seen fellow founders go through as well. Even the most well-funded startups. How do you find, retain great talent? Uh, and, and, and the thing is that sometimes money is a big driver for a lot of people, right? For, and, and there is absolutely nothing wrong in that because everybody understands their situation best. And so no judgment there at all. But again, to find the right tech talent has been um, a, a challenge and then, and then there are people who work with me on equity. So being able to sell them the idea of sparkles and, and enticing them to come work with me on sparkles, that is something that was a process in itself. Uh, moving in the middle of the pandemic uh, to the US, launching it. And, um, you know, I could have launched this in India, made it successful, um, you know, because I understand I've grown up there, born there. So I understand how we are. Uh, but I think I wanted to take this global, it was like an Indian founder that has built for the world, uh, taken it to the West, launched it, uh, increased adoption and then bring it back home. Because homegrown dating apps have not seen too much traction in India apart from sahashabi.com or matrimonial platforms. Dating platforms have not seen traction. I've seen a lot of them struggle. But yes, if you look at a Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, they've done well. They've come in from the West. They've established themselves and then and they've been doing quite well in India. So I think that's the path that I needed to follow. Sometimes we also need to take inspiration from, you know, the big ones out there.
0: True, true, absolutely. Absolutely. So Priyanka, there are a few questions in the chat box uh, that our audiences have asked. And I'll, I'll take one by one. So I think Piyush, uh, one of our listeners has asked that Priyanka, the dating space is pretty well established as an industry. How do you plan to stay relevant with what the current TG is especially in such a volatile environment?
1: Great question, Piyush. Um, you know, very apt. And so let me tell you one thing. The world is full of about 600 million singles and that is only increasing by the day. So there is space for everyone out there. And, and the difference between us startups and the big people, the big ones, the big corporate which already established is that there is a bias for action, uh, for in the startup world. So we are able to adapt, uh, you know, faster launch and ship different products, different features faster than anyone else. How do we stay relevant? Um, I think as long as there are singles, every dating app is going to stay relevant. It's about offering something of value two singles out there uh, when it comes to tg i had not built this for youngsters i had not built this for 20 year olds but when i went out there for testing i had 20 year olds snatching my phone and saying hey we want this right now so i incorporated certain features only for 20 year olds and turns out those are even popular with the 40 year olds so you know uh, so there are people out there there is space for everyone i have actually been talking to other dating app founders uh, I'm all about collaboration and competition. Uh, going forward uh, with Metaverse coming in, all of us have to collaborate and, and there is, uh, I mean this whole you know, competition is deeply ingrained in our DNA uh, but the point is that if you leverage forces and if you join forces and if you leverage those, I think there is uh, you know, the world is your playground.
0: Oh, absolutely Priyanka, absolutely. Uh-huh. There's another question from Vilcha. Uh, asking Priyanka did your professional background of content back the research and building in any way it must be very handy
1: yes of course you see the point was that I was a news uh, producer and director and that helped me right we we would take 10 seconds we would not even have 10 seconds to take decisions because we were putting uh, we were broadcasting and I was the last stop between you the audience and us the channel so those are you know those are literally you have literally one second to decide hey let's do this uh, the the what this did to me was that it it helped me decide in uh, a lot of pressurized work environments and decide faster uh, back then and then and uh, and those decisions never really went wrong because then you start training yourself in that way you get trained in that way it was some things just come naturally to you some things you kind of imbibe learn uh, content yes i think the most important part of content is how is it how does it show up in a product how does you how do you use content to leverage uh, an association with your customers uh, how do you use content to resonate with them because this is not about what i want this is about what uh, you would want if you're using my app so i should know what you're looking for and i should be able to give you that and that is something that i think um, my media background and, and digital has helped me so user acquisition customer acquisition understanding their needs uh, giving them what they want and, and serving it to them is something that comes naturally so yes that it 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 has been very handy and uh, and i can i can tell you this that all the experience that you gather over a lifetime sometimes you tend to apply it sometimes it naturally applies itself but whatever it does it is never a waste there's always a learning, and I would say even if something fails, it's not a failure; it's a setback before you hit success. So it's a learning in every which way.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, Priyanka. Well said. Uh, but Aditya has asked another question, and his, he is asking, listening to how customer discovery is very vital in building something on your own. How does this happen on ground? What are the essential steps that you take? Do we have a rule book or stages of sorts that one must definitely do?
1: That's a good question. Rule book. (laughs) I have uh, uh, never been a conformist in that sense. Uh, So yes, some rules we all have to follow. Otherwise, we'd be a banana republic. But normally, I think uh, customer discovery, like you you know, you know, very rightly said, is vital in building something on your own. I did get a lot of flack for it, by the way, uh, when it came out in the press that I went on those many dates. And you know, people wrote in to me, there was a lot of hate that came in. Uh, even on my LinkedIn, there were people saying, oh, she's beaten Sanjay Dutt's record and things like that. Um, and then there were also people who understood. There were people like you who understood how customer discovery is extremely important uh, i think that customer discovery before building a process a product is important you understand the process you build a process that goes with it and after you launch your product also the discovery continues in so many ways Um, not talking to your customer is going to kill the business and tracking your customers needs um, talking to them solving for their pain points is what is going to build a successful business and i think that is something a lot of people have stopped doing Uh, and i have constantly reiterated this that hey uh, whether you're big or small whether you're a large multinational or you're an upcoming startup it is important to talk to your user base so yes how this happened on ground for me was that I was trying to tap into the demographics that are already out there using dating, and also to those who have never used something like this, or and would they ever use it? So I met different people. I chatted with them. I assessed different age groups. I assessed where they were in in their uh, dating lives, and then I I met them. And obviously there were uh, there was constantly note taking. There are times when you can't take notes in front of other people uh, because you don't always tell them in the first go uh so yes it's see the most important thing is that um as long as you're doing your research you can follow your own rule book for me it just happened i wasn't following a new rule book but yes the one big thing that um i do i do follow is what my profs had taught me at that point in time that cus- without customer discovery your startup is going to fail and there were ample examples to prove that um So, yes, I think uh, there is no real rule book. But yes, when you look at those insights and research, it's it's up to you. What is the percentage of people you would listen to? Uh, You know, what is the kind of... If the larger demographics are going through a similar problem, then yes, that is definitely worth solving for. Have you experienced it yourself? Yes. So I had to put myself through those experiences. Um, And until and unless you are your own user, you will not be able to understand. This is something that even in the television world I've done, which is why you will never see me ever having created those regressive soaps uh, in Indian media. That is something I couldn't do because I would not identify with the drama that it was bringing into people's homes every night. And no offense to people who did. I think that requires a lot of creativity too. But it's not something that I would... I I was okay doing it in my own life. And therefore, I was very clear that news business is what I was in. Those days, news was served differently. It was not um, the way it is today. And it was not as disillusioning today as it was back then. Um, you, you put these rules in place for yourself, depending on what, at which stage your startup is. Um, and then look, what happens is sometimes uh, the practicality demands that, yes, you need to have some some sort of uh, guidelines that you need to abide by. But let me tell you that a startup is so dynamic, fast moving, that one day something is priority and the next day something else becomes priority because something else is on fire and you need to address that. So you're constantly firefighting and 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 every day is a new day and there are days that you want to give up and you're like, why am I even doing this? But yes, I mean, this is like any other job. right? You wake up hitting your boss every single day. So that's how it is. So there is no rule book, but yes, um, feel free to write in if you ever need any help or anything that you want to run by or discuss about your customer discovery process or anything that you're planning to launch and then get out there. But please, I have met a lot of startup founders and I feel that without validating your thesis, do not go out there and build something. Uh, make sure you do it in a very uh, sort of um, systematic manner.
0: Well, I think, Priyanka, thank you for this answer because you've actually given a rule book what to follow in a way. So, uh, moving on, uh, Rahul has another question and he says, people often miss out on finding a co-founder. Could you please throw some emphasis on what qualities or qualifications one must look for and why a co-founder for a product is extremely crucial now?
1: So, uh, I have had a co-founder and I'm now a solo founder. So, I can tell you both sides of the story Um, having a co-founder who's complementary works very well so if you're a techie get a non-tech co-founder so that while you're doing the tech the other person is actually building your customer base already that works Uh, there has to be a great understanding but let me also tell you that there will always be uh, a situation of conflict where either one of you may not like the other person being out there in the limelight or or, uh, being maybe more popular or or, uh, being more approachable or whatever. Those issues will constantly come up. Trust is a big thing. You need to find the most important characteristic of your co-founder has to be that the two of you have to have the same passion to build. And and there is no that is not a compromise. If one person does not feel as passionately about your product as you do, then that is a no-go. You might as well go solo, then find a co-founder with whom you're constantly sort of, uh, you know, at loggerheads with. So both people have to have equal commitment, equal passion to do this. And both people have to have a sense that okay, this is the problem we face, this is how we we'll solve for it. The approach has to be similar. And so if you find if you find a co founder, great. But if you don't find a co founder, remember that it is a lonely journey. It is extremely lonely. Your co-founder will understand uh, the situation that you both go through or other founders may understand. So if you don't have a co-founder, find a community of other founders who are undergoing a similar journey who can help you through it because there are many people out there. And trust me, help comes from the most unexpected quarters. You reach out to a stranger, founders will help you anywhere in the world I have seen that so uh, yes yeah, so most important is that look there has to be equal passion and the second thing is that I had put on a lot more money than um, uh, you know, my uh, co founder. So, I think that is something that we, you guys uh, should sort of be careful about. That hey, uh, equal amount of commitment. Uh, so, I had put in a lot more money, but I did give an equal stake. That was earlier, but of course, all that has been reversed now. And I'm a solo sort of founder with completely uh, with full equity, full control of my company. But what you need to do is that if two people are building something, equal passion, complementary skill sets same amount of commitment in terms of finances and and then going forward you must and and you must have an agreement in place with them so you can go back to that agreement and refer in cases of conflict and dispute remember that a lot of decisions on a startup are held up because the inability of one person to move forward with it or decide fast with it so there are a lot of pros and cons having a great co-founder is perfect do it with someone who you know has that sense of understanding with you that tomorrow if it doesn't work out you will continue to be friends or whatever and that does gets get spoiled Uh, but but on the other side it has to be someone who's dreaming the same dreams as you otherwise it's just not worth it
0: true true absolutely absolutely Priyanka I think Kritika has another question and she wants to know what is your 5 year plan and in terms of forecasting how will the future look like in the dating industry And she says that the customers are redundant and repetitive in dating world
1: Right. Uh, so I'll I'll tell you a trick. Uh, I can forecast as many five-year plans as I want sitting here. But uh, external circumstances are kind of uh, going to be uh, influential in deciding uh, what happens. Uh, the plan, of course, is to be in India very soon. I mean, we're already there in India. Uh, and we allow people to see from 0 to 10,000 miles away. So if you're sitting in India, you're on the app, you'll be able to talk to someone in the US without even having to pay for it. Uh, you know, and, uh, in terms of forecasting, I think. Uh, the dating industry is an ever-evolving industry people all age groups so in your 20s you might want to uh, you know you're while you're working on your profession you're looking to date and then the whole you've got your dreams right ahead of you that you want to find someone settle down have kids start a family that's how the progression happens Um, in your 30s obviously you're caught up in the whole life of uh, you know kids or maybe traveling with your partner working and everything 40s, 50s happens when, I mean, sometimes you also, I mean, you know, you, and divorces happen in your 30s, 40s, 50s. So, I think I think age is irrelevant when it comes to being uh, a single because people, all age groups are single out there. I have seen 50s and 60s, 60-year-olds uh, looking for a partner so the world is opening up in that sense and i think covid has taught us the value of human connections uh you know and that we need to focus on that because we are all connected we are all responsible for not just our well-being but also each other's well-being so the number of single is 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 increasing almost 40 to 50 percent of the adult population in america is single um, and india is i mean if you look at a country of 1.3 billion people. Uh, uh, and each of us has, I mean, each state has so many single people, different age groups. Um, in India, I think we, we've we been taught to look for someone to get married to. I would say my whole thought process is different. You find someone who is rightfully suited to be your partner and to be with you on that journey. So finding the right partner is important. Um, and then, and then discuss, this, deciding what you want with them. Uh, how will the future look? I'm very excited with Metaverse coming in, NFTs coming in. I think there will be innovation. Uh, how single people and customers, users of dating apps take to that is yet to be seen. But I think dating is a pandemic-proof uh, business. Uh, you know, uh, and it only got uh yeah people wanted to build connections so a lot of people got onto dating app dated virtually so i i don't see th- i don't see the customers getting redundant and repetitive uh, repetitive could be but redundant no i would say that every day there are new additions uh, in this world and there are new new stories i keep talking to single people and um I feel that there are so many of them and everybody wants to build deep connections. People want to be with each other. Gone are the days when people are just looking for superfluous dating. Um, People want to be uh, with something which is more consistent because the pandemic world has taught us how inconsistent uh, and transient life can be.
0: Well, I think, uh, thank you for this, Priyanka. It was, Uh, great we have covered all the questions but I think before you leave maybe one last advice that you want to give to our students who are listening
1: us sorry I missed that
0: one last advice that you want to give to our students who are listening us right now
1: Uh, (laughs) okay that's a tough one don't take me seriously you guys okay (laughs) so uh, uh, I'm speaking from my experience and I would say that that whatever you do do it with passion and do it with full clarity and intention whatever it is you want to do something go out there do it no doubts put all your energy and make it happen but at the same time remember that learning and unlearning is a part of the process so every time you get discouraged or you feel it is a failure take a step back and look at the situation and see what it is teaching you what is the learning from that situation uh, education is extremely important at least in my mind i know there are people out there uh, who say hey you can drop out of IIT, or you can do this or you can do that i have seen very few people who are college dropouts do make it uh, as unicorns in the entrepreneur uh, you know business in this world as entrepreneurs but i think education teaches you how to learn so stay open to that uh, make mistakes learn from those don't look at those setbacks as failures look at them as learnings uh, and learn from everything out there i you know my time the world wasn't so open uh, there was less talk of entrepreneurship today india is advancing we've got so many entrepreneurs out there so learn learn through a startup uh, take up a side hustle uh, you know I mean, I know how it is, right? You graduate, then you get on to finding jobs because that's the most important thing, Uh, you know. So whatever your path is, whether you want to find a job or you want to get into entrepreneurship, maybe do a trial, uh, intern at somebody, you know, with someone, work with somebody for a bit or whatever. But whatever you do, follow your heart. uh, And that's most important.
0: Wow, I think uh, it was... uh, Thank you, Priyanka, for taking out time today. It was wonderful, wonderful speaking to you. And I think... the. Actually, your journey appears to be a case study in itself, right? Where what to do and how to go about building an organization. So I think all the best, all the very best for your Sparkles journey. And we hope it, it becomes a very big one, uh, you know, from India, so to speak, you know, by an Indian. So thank you for taking out time. And it was lovely having you here on Backstage.
1: Thank you so much. It's been really nice here and I have loved the questions that have come up, very intelligent questions and I wish everyone the best. Keep shining. Thank
0: you. Thank you listeners for joining us. We'll again come be, uh, be back again next week. Thank you for your time today. Bye-bye.